creatives and welcome back to the unpublished podcast this is episode one of season five we have missed you and we are so grateful to be back in conversation with you and to be in your company today don't usually say your name's amy oh and also my name is amy great and, Justin- who, and who are you oh um james great just gonna adjust my gain you keep talking <laughs> we are doing the what podcast you? from the couch today because we're feeling extra lazy but it does mean that there are going to be microphone kerfuffles because i don't know james is I james just, is concerned i just spent two minutes just being like i don't trust you because you're gonna let the microphone wobble and it's gonna sound like this well who's wobbling it now well, I'm just demonstrating the sound all right guys today we're going to be talking about um quitting before it gets easy this is a topic that we were thinking a lot about at the end of 2021 and we really wanted to dive into it uh, but then we had our break so we want to make sure that we talk about this topic of too many people quitting before ease comes before flow comes before things uh, start having rhythm i think we expect everything we expect our creative life to be hard and therefore we assume that it's never going to get any easier and i think a lot of people have responded like negatively to us but before in the past when we've touched on this topic like you've had you've had a few comments from people have been like oh, you don't get it art never gets easy yeah art's always hard and they, that's just not true yeah i mean as always this is a nuanced conversation and i want to acknowledge that it can be very very difficult to live a creative life you know james lee are moving through some very challenging things that come with you know writing books and connecting with people through our words like it is hard but it doesn't always have to be hard and when i wrote a post about this in um at the end of last year it went it did relatively well and it got picked up by a lot of other larger accounts and so it went beyond our beautiful community and watching artists that are not in in this community respond to it they were like haha no way it's always fucking hard it's always hard what a fucking joke like just comments upon comments of people being like this isn't fucking true the life we've chosen is just a fucking shit show these kind of vibes and you know this is just such a seductive narrative right and it's just but it just it keeps us in pain it keeps us oh i think it's just shit People, people, like, we've been told that things are only worth doing if they're hard. Yeah. And therefore, if I'm finding my art easy, it mustn't be good art or mustn't be worthwhile or mustn't be a project that I should be actually focusing on. i got to go and find the hard thing. Exactly. And we've been having a good discussion that maybe it would maybe it would fit with this podcast topic of like the morality of of effort and like how we often moralize around the idea of expending a lot of energy and moralize the idea of working hard and moralize the idea of being exhausted and, you know, and our art being difficult. Like it's... we can't talk about that because it's going to be its own topic. OK, I'm sorry. I've already got in my notes as a, as a podcast topic. OK, cool. But just like to tease the next podcast. You know that this this is a big part of it. You know, I think that some a lot of artists take a lot of pride in the fact that we're doing the hard thing, and that comes from cultures of our culture of doing the hard thing is morally superior than doing the easy thing, which means we never we're never expecting ease in our journey. And not only that, a lot of us are unconsciously creating very difficult paths for us to take uh, in order to feel um, better about ourselves. It's like interesting examples you often see on Reddit. You know, if someone will say, oh, I automated my job so it can be done in an hour instead of 40 and I got fired for it. Mm. And it's like people just people literally like a manager will fire you for you've done the same amount of work, but you've done it in one fortieth of the time. And they'll see that as like morally wrong. It's like a horrible crime against the company. Yeah. Anyway, that's for next week. Okay, great. But 
but yeah, we do want to, we, we want to have, you know, this conversation about how creatives are first of all addicted to the idea that there will be no ease um, and also invite this conversation uh, into this community about how a lot of the time the really hard work is um, sits at the beginning of the journey and too many of us are quitting in this initial output of vulnerability and, you know, a lot of work and a lot of failure and we quit in that initial stage where, um, you know, just before we find flow, we find ease, we find rewards. And also not, not just in our overall journey, in projects. So project to project, yeah. we're quitting. And especially, you know, it's we th- I was thinking about this specifically for podcasting when I very first had the idea. And it was like people, it takes, you know, it does take some front load to get into podcasting. Like it takes, you know, you got to figure out the, how you're going to host it. you got to figure out what equipment you're going to use. you got to figure out what your editing flow is and things like that. Um, and yes, that initial time you do it might take 100 hours. Probably not. Maybe maybe it won't. Okay, sorry. Maybe it'll take twenty hours. It'll take two days or something of work. Anyway, and then you assume, oh my god, like why would I keep doing this? It's going to take every time I want to put a podcast out. It's going to take me twenty hours. But then Mm -hmm. you forget that actually no, that's just you just you've you've figured it out that first time, and then you know the second time is going to take ten hours, and the time after that is going to take five hours, and then it's going to take eventually getting to the point where it's like one hour super yeah, quick super easy super yeah super flow but when people go oh i don't want to like, i've done two episodes and it took me so long like oh do i really want to commit to this it's like well actually your next 10 episodes might take the same amount of time as those first two episodes to talk exactly same thing can be looked at as you know in a business perspective for creatives who are trying to make money off of their art right now you know trying to figure out what works what marketing works what launching you know protocols work how you know how you use your social media like it takes fucking forever and you know there's a really sticky bit as you're trying to figure out what resonates and what connects and it can feel exhausting and it can feel like it's going to take a really long time and often does but too many people are quitting you know just before yeah. You know, you get into that flow state. And it reminds me of meditation. Um, not that I'm meditating at the moment, but back when I was and I was doing classes, the teacher always used to say, you know, your ego's at its loudest and it feels the hardest right before you often sink into a much more flow state, meditative state where your mind's a lot quieter. And I think that often happens. It's like, it feels like you're like at the fucking, like it's just like a shit show in your creative project. It's a shit show in your creative life. And, you know, people quit there. When perhaps you were just at the peak before things started, you know, running a little more smoothly and a little more with ease. Yeah, hundred percent. I um, oh, I had a point though. I forgot. Oh, so when Amy started releasing her digital her eBooks, yes, the first one when she released the Compendium. Oh my goodness, did that take us a long time to figure out how to do that? Yeah. Oh my God. Do you remember? It was just it like was a nightmare. hassle after hassle after hassle. Um, but then by the time the procrastinator came out, it was like half the time and then by the time we were releasing the burnout artist i was like the night before i just did it all yeah like, it was um, so much easier so much easier and you know if we were to do it again be easier and easier and easier and the same thing here is um i think it can be related to skill you know like it's not easy being a beginner it's not easy when you have to do that big learning curve um and too many people quit as beginners because it's hard learning um but what about when you figure out how to do something and you can repeat it over and over again and you've got real groove and then you can integrate your own style and your own voice into your own practice like then it gets fucking fun but people refuse to get past that initial little bit of grunt work Mm. and again i don't want to sound like i'm moralizing like getting through the like you gotta pay your dues like that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that there is a pattern within the creative realm that looks like you know and initially it's gonna be a little bit uh harder yeah and too many creatives. Oops, oh my gosh, I'm Mike sorry. Wobble. I'm sorry. You promised me. I'm sorry. Um, 
Oh my god, now I've lost my train of thought. Well, yeah, oh, you deserve I for- to. I forgot how what the a shit show this podcast is. Of Mike Wobble. I just don't want to see any more extraordinarily creative and wonderful people who are having so much potential just like give up in that initial stage. Like we need to be so compassionate and so gentle with ourselves in this initial stage so that we have, you know, the endurance to move through it so that we can reap the rewards on the other side. Like it does get easier. There is ease and there is flow available to you on this creative journey. What would you say, like, have you found this with your own practice of, of writing? Like, have you found as you've developed as an author that it's gotten easier? Or so it, it... some things definitely have gotten easier. Like, I can just turn up and write 500 words. Like, it's not, like, that is, I reckon, tw- almost twice as fast. Like, yeah. I sit down at the cafe at 7.30. I'm usually done by 8, 5 past 8. Yeah. Um, but it would have taken me an hour before. Yeah. But the psychological pain of feeling like my book is shit hasn't really gotten that much better yeah like the um that like grindy kind of like oh i don't know you know like there there are definitely aspects of the craft which i feel are easier like the actual writing is easier the ideas ideas are always hard i think maybe uh... oh i don't know because like you have gotten so good at ideation and you've become you've made a practice of ideation and i feel like i mean you're much better at ideating than i am you have files upon files of ideas true yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, like, you know, you're always going to be surprised at a certain point when you're writing a novel, right? So, like, not like it's, like, you quit. It's not, when we say quitting before, before it gets easy, we don't mean, like, there's a point where suddenly it's all smooth sailing. It's no, just that, not like, it's all. not, it's more natural now. It's more part of who I am. It's more, like, I feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. I don't feel like it's, um, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm having to create a new identity as a writer. I think, you know, we have to step out of the comfort zone, right? And then we feel the imposter syndrome. We feel the fraudulency. We feel the learning curve. And then eventually we're outside of that comfort zone for long enough that it re-becomes the comfort zone, right? And so we've got, just gotten used to it. You know? then, like, and that doesn't you know, mean there's not challenges. And that doesn't mean that you need to then again step out of that comfort zone and go into a new, you but, know. You know, I'm sure if I then tried to publish my novel, I would feel uncomfortable again. Like it's a, yeah. But then if I did that four times, I would, exactly. it would feel easy. Like it's just like, it's it's like... We always assume that the hardest part of the journey is going to be the rest of the journey and it's going to stay like that for the rest of the time. Like, surely now your second self-published novel will feel a lot more natural than your first. Yeah, and I'm not going to be confused or scared or unsure. It's going to be so much smoother. And, like, imagine if you self-published 20 novels. Like, you're going to... It's going to... You're, like, routine by then. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's, it's the magic of that consistency that we keep coming back to again and again and again and again like yeah. the more consistent we can be with our practices the the more ease we can find in it i do feel like that this i know i know we were saying we were complaining at the beginning about people who are like art is never is never easy and i think i do think that art is fundamentally like it's like a you work every piece of art you try and produce requires a little bit of a dark night of the soul to get through i think yeah interesting i mean it doesn't mean that like it doesn't get easier and doesn't mean that you can't have great practices that support you and you can't do it within a bit of more of an effortless way but i think that the things that really do fundamentally get so much easier are all the muggle shit surrounding it as well yeah that's like process. Gets ex- process gets exponentially easier that's like. a really great way to clarify that i think process gets so much easier and often process can feel very heavy for creatives when we just want to be in like the pure creative zone um, so like having process get easier and easier every time you do something is, it is a, it's a weight relieved, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, things like, um, as writers, when you, you know, I, I use Scrivener, which is a, uh, kind of a word processing program, really good for drafting my novels. 
really shit for then transferring that into like something in proper manuscript format. So figuring it out the first time with my first novel took me like a week. Yeah. A week. And then like second novel took me a few days. Like I, and now I kind of know how to do it. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be, it's much easier now, but that shit, like that drags on you, right? You're like, fuck, I don't want to get up to the part of, the, uh, when I was writing my second novel, I was like, oh, I don't want to have to get out of the part where I have to freaking make this, battle with process it. this into an actual proper document. Yeah. I think especially today, like we, a lot of us are using tech with our, you know, different types of tech with our art and um, learning that and knowing that it's not going to be a problem, you know, does create a lot of ease and mm. think, knowing that you have to wrestle with like a new app or to make sure that your art does something that you want it to do is such an exhausting thing i mean you just do word now don't you you, you i use don't scrivener. use scrivener yeah because i think because that transition it's like don't make it hard for yourself if, yeah if you find that part so hard like you can just use word yeah so i eventually by the fourth draft i'm in word it's just i like to do the first few drafts in scrivener it is a great app like i don't know why i went back to word honestly i i'm just it's, it is that pain of getting it like you've got to really learn scrivener yeah and i couldn't be fucked yeah but that's the thing. It's like you quit Scrivener before it got easy. Although with I your did. personality type, was it ever going to get easy? That's true. And I think that's a decision you can make for yourself. It's like, do I want to stick to the hard, this hard, grindy thing? Or do yeah. I want to just literally transition to something that's way easier? Yeah. That might be like 5% worse in inverted commas, mm. but it's actually easier. I mean, that we've had, we've got the podcast on choosing the easy path, right? Like, that's a great question. Like, if you are at the moment sitting in a really difficult part of your creative journey, um, you know, there'd be a few things that you, I feel like you would be good to investigate. One, like, are you feeling that desire to quit before you're going to get some flow? Um, but also, are you committed to this being hard? And are you continually or unconsciously or even perhaps consciously choosing the hard path again and again and again? For example, like me, like if I was to keep battling with Scrivener, I'm never going to set aside the time to properly learn it. Um, it would be a real punishment to me. And it just, it didn't make sense for a personality type like me, who's not into details, who's not into tech, who doesn't have the time to like look into that. I have no curiosity for it. Like if I'd kept trying to figure out Scrivener, it, it would have been me choosing the hard path. For me, it was just easier and lighter and more flowy to just go back to Word. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, if you were, if you were learning, if you're learning, learning a new artistic style, like I can imagine the front loading of that is going to take you ages and ages and ages. Mm. But then, as Amy was saying earlier, like, then you're going to get to a point where you feel like you're mastering it more and more and it's going to become quicker and easier and yeah. more natural. Yeah. I had this idea that the road to mastery has to be so painful. It's just like so seductive. And I, I just want everyone to just gently question it. Like what parts of your journey right now could be easy? I was uh, laughing today about um, at the gym. There's um, the owner of the gym. Sean has put in an ice bath at the back of the gym. And of course, all like the big boys are like, oh yeah, I'll go straight in three minutes because like the ideal is you spend three minutes in the ice bath after you exercise. They're like, I'll go straight in three minutes. Like, of course, everyone recommends you start at like 10 seconds. All these guys are like, no, let's do three minutes. And like half of them are fucking seizing up and like having panic attacks. These and, like, giant men, and two of them like, have, are in full panic, like having a full panic attack. Their bodies have just completely shut down. And it's like, well, you could have just started at the 10 seconds. Like it would have been way better Check for you. Check your egos, you know? And, it's oh. like, and then it's going to get, then the ice bath is going to get easier for you by building up slowly. I think because when we do something as vulnerable as art, we feel 
we we feel vulnerable, right? We feel a bit silly and stupid and you even feel foolish. You're like, fuck, I don't really know what I'm doing. So our egos come into play, right? So, and then we have to really listen and watch how, how our egos are responding to doing something when we feel so vulnerable. Because I think for a lot of us, like, like what happened at the gym is our egos over respond and think, I'm just going to fucking bite off way more than I can chew and just like fucking go into the ice bath for three minutes. And then every single muscle is going to seize up. And I'm going to have to have other men drag me out the ice bath because I've frozen and I'm panicking. Mm. Like same with, ah, you know, oh, I'm, are you biting off more than you can chew right now? Because is it a response to doing something which is so vulnerable? Like, can you pull that ego back and just, you know, allow yourself to, to have those smaller goals, to have those smaller expectations for yourself? Yeah, 100%. It's just like we always say, like, sorry, guys, for, you know, back to season five, got the same message for you, oh, sorry. But at least we're consistent. You know, even we forget it all the time. I forget it every so day. If we're forgetting it and we literally wank on. wank on about it on and on and on. And like, I, I just like it's our duty to remind you again and again and again. Yeah. And these are the things like we don't just learn them once. We have to learn them all, all the time. But um, I think it is like a lot of you listening to this might feel really comfortable with your art. Sure, it might be hard and might, you might find days that where it's it's easier or harder to come and do your art but then i know i know a lot of you find it very stressful to do all the things surrounding your art and that's really like i'm just i'm here to tell you that is the easy bit that sh- that will be the easy bit like that's such a great point art is art is the harder bit like if you can figure out how to do your art you can figure out how to use squarespace you can figure out yeah. how to use uh, to edit a podcast you can figure out how to get your digital art up online like it's way easier to do that bit believe me especially because because when you do it once it's the same task unlike art which does change every time all that shit is the same every time you want to do it and you get way better and easier that's that's the real that's the clip imo paul Paul. our editor paul (laughs) that's the clip i completely agree and i think you know most of artists when i speak to them the one of the big things that comes up is like i don't know how to market i don't know how to use social media like they're not even worried about their craft Mm. it's all of this peripheral stuff which and that's the shit they quit that's they might not even quit their art they're quitting the peripheral stuff that allows them to you know thrive as an artist or allows Mm. them to sell their art so they quit that they keep creating but they're never being witnessed or seen they're never taking the steps to you know allow people to access their art because that stuff seems too hard and once you've done it once it will get easier and you have to have faith in that and you know reach out for support choose the easy path like access stuff that's going to give you you give you an easier time with it all but also just know that once you've done it once the next time and the next time and the next time are going to it's going to be so much easier and i know it doesn't feel natural and you need to be so compassionate and slow with yourself um you know so many creatives find this such a challenging part of showing up as an artist um but don't don't quit before it gets easy and and don't give up just because it's uncomfortable because we need you and we need to witness you yeah i remember when you did the master class in the inspired collective on podcasting and we were like okay so what you got to do is you got to get your you got to host it you know it's like all these complicated steps and then I think it was MJ was just like, why don't you just use Anchor? Yeah, that's and right. And I was like, yeah, that's oh. better. And she was like, Anchor just does all that for you. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, if we'd use, I don't think when we first started out, I don't think some Anchor existed. No. So we had to do it the hard way. But it was like, even the hard way by, by the end of it was easy. Yeah. But it's just like, if we'd started at Anchor, yeah. it would have been from the start. It would have been so, so easy. easy. Yeah. And I was like, of course, we should. And then I did, I changed everything to Anchor because. Once MJ, I went and looked it after MJ suggested that, and I was like, sorry if, if it was a bunch of other people as well, not just MJ, but I know I do know MJ did. <laughs> yeah, she it. did. Um, and it is way better and way easier. Yeah, 
the other day I was just I don't know what happened but I was online and I just got hit with three different influencers talking about how they just weren't ready to do a podcast because it's such a big job like it's so hard like it's just really tricky to start a podcast and I was like these narratives are just bullshit like nothing has to be hard you know like also like you know your first 10 episodes are allowed to be shit I know these people with these big platforms might be like oh no I can't put anything shit into the world but like actually like you'll have to be a little bit below standard for a few episodes you have to be just yourself like you don't have to yeah like just get over yourself and do just it just get oh my god get over yourself respectfully respectfully <laughs> all right do you want to do with all due respect stop get being over an yourself <laughs> I think it's a question that sometimes you have to like, you know, I mean, you, you might want to phrase it a lot more gently than that. Uh, if you're not into tough love, I am personally not into tough love. But in some way or another, sometimes you just need to ask yourself, you know, do I need to just get over myself? Because I think a lot of the time that's a big resistance in, in our creative journeys is we're just we're just like thinking way too hard. We're taking it way too seriously and we just need to back the fuck up you and get it done. You go, oh, everyone's going to notice that I took the easy route here. It's like no one's going to notice also, like, we take the easy route with our podcast. Like, we don't do any editing at all. And um, we get comments all the time about how much they love the lack of editing. So, yeah. thank you, could first be a of point, all. Could, a, could be a point of difference to you. Exactly. You know, and then if your podcast blows up, you can hire an editor or something. Yeah. Or don't. Or whatever. I've, I've, I feel determined never to hire an editor. Well, yeah. well, I mean, we do have Paul who does our, who makes clips out of our podcast for us. True, that's true. A, so, but that's what we, we're trying to do that instead of. Editing a sound. Editor. Not that we make any money from the podcast. Yeah. But it's like... Still. We've cho- chosen to invest in the podcast. Yeah. Because we like to... We like to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good fun. So you're all costing us money, all right? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> all right. It's not fair, I'm sure. They're, they're definitely not. But that, but that is a thing. Sorry, can I just say about podcasting? It's really great. Is that podcasting is... Up there with mailing list in, in terms of marketing tools. So yeah, it's like, incredible. It's work, for us, it's great to have to so have a low effort f- podcast that we just whip out, whip out, and do it easily because it's like it's marketing for us. It is. It's incredible marketing. Obviously, we love doing it. We love talking to you, and it's something we feel really passionate about. And like honestly, I feel the best when I'm doing when I have when like over the last month and a half when we haven't been podcasting, I've like something's been missing from my yeah. Week. But it's also like I don't know. It's great. It's just a great... It's a great marketing tool. If yeah. you want to look at it in a more practical sense, like this is a great way for you to connect with people. Even like, you know, a lot of people... Oh, no, that's a whole new podcast. That's yeah. a whole new podcast. I'm going to stop. Sure. Do you want to talk about how the compendium is free at the moment? Sure. Yeah. Did, did you know did that Amy's first know? ebook, the journaling compendium, is free? When you sign up to my mailing list, which I'm sure a Most lot of, of you are beautiful ones are already there. In case you're not. In case you're not, the compendium is free. And if you have already were already on it, you should have received an email from me uh, with the compendium in that love letter. We also want to say thank you to those of you who did purchase the compendium. Yeah, thank like, you. You changed our lives. Yeah. And you allowed us now to give more back to other people. Yeah. In the terms, in, it's like you were the seed funding for us. Yeah. Like you literally changed our lives. Yeah. It was amazing. Incredible. Yeah, I love that we can give this journaling, you know, this huge journaling compendium out. It's just such a gorgeous book. And, and she started everything for us. She was our first book that we let out into the world. She was the first amount of money that we ever received from doing what we love to do. And yeah, you're right. Like for those of you who bought her, she was the seed funding to everything that we get to do now. And I 
I just don't say that lightly. We're so grateful to be backed. I literally backed, supported, held, loved and witnessed by you. Like you are the reason why we are here and we get to do what we love. And we're very, very grateful for you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Emoshi. Emoshi. Okay. Okay. That's, a, that's good. That's enough. All right. That's enough. My back really hurts. All right. Well, let's stop. I want to go lie down. Okay, baby. We love you. We're grateful for your presence. Thank you for being patient as we took our break. We're so glad that you're back with us. If you haven't done so yet, we would love it if you just gave us a little little review. Review. A little review. We're so grateful. If every that. one of you gave us a review, we'd be like competing. We'd blow up. We'd be like competing with Tim Ferriss. Like, let's you go. Know? Like, yeah. You really, you you want Tim Ferriss to be ahead of us? Tim Ferriss? I actually love Look Tim Ferriss. Us. Not, we'd be competing with Joe Rogan. Don't you want to spite Joe Rogan? That's like, surely, surely you do Not a little bit. Not that he's on bit. iTunes anymore, but you know. Still. Spite Joe Rogan, give us a review. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. We're see grateful. You next week. Bye.